Hello, folks. This is Stevie Moore. I am subbing in today for the great Larry Kudlow, and it is a privilege to be uh, subbing in for one of our nation's greatest economists, so I'll do the best that I can. Uh, we have uh, three great guests uh, right now. Uh, David Sokol is holding on for us. He is the author of this fantastic new book called American Perspective. Go to go to Amazon and get this book and get your kids to read it. It is so important that people understand how how our how our prosperity was created in the first place, how we became the richest country in the world, and how we are putting it in so much danger right now. And then I have Monica Crowley, who's a, a long-standing uh, friend. She was the um, at the Treasury Department under uh, President Trump, did an amazing job uh, working with um, – uh, Kudlow and others to create the incredible prosperity we had under Donald Trump. And then, of course, we have uh, my former colleague at the Wall Street Journal, uh, John Fund, who is now with National Review and also is one of the co-authors of the Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline. So hello to all of you. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday afternoon. A lot to cover. Monica, I want to start with you. I was talking in the previous segment uh, to... Uh, to David about just the craziness of this loan, you know, student loan program. And David did a great job dissecting that. But I want to put this in a larger framework because, Monica, what the hell is going on with our country? I mean, when you left the White House uh, 18, 20 months ago, we had a booming economy. We were coming out of COVID. We had done the tax cuts. We had done the deregulations. We had gotten tough with China. We had the you know, we had become energy independent. We had one and a half percent inflation. I mean, it was just all systems were go. And now we've got an economy that's limping. And what's what happened? <laughs> well, hi, Steve. And thank you so much for having me. It's great to be on with all of you today. Um, look, in about, what, 20 short months, we've gone from a booming and thriving economy, as you just pointed out, Steve, as a direct result of very common sense economic policies, tax mm -hmm. cuts, regulatory relief, unleashing our great energy sector, and right. negotiating fair trade deals with the likes of China and Mexico and Canada and so on, which is an extraordinary achievement on the part of President Trump. Right. So when the pandemic yeah. hit, all of those policies were put on hold while we shut down the country. But when we started opening up again, and a lot of people forget, Steve, that we began opening up again in May of 2020. I remember. That point, yeah. Right? I mean, it's been that yeah. long that we, we've been opened up. Uh, at least in the red states, and we saw about a million jobs recovered <laughs> every month for a couple yeah. of months after we started opening back up. Yeah. So all yeah. of those pro-growth policies kicked back in. And so when Trump handed off the economy to Joe Biden, as you point out, it was thriving. The, yes. the reason we are seeing what we are seeing now is uh, twofold. One, Joe Biden and unified Democratic control in Washington thought orange man bad, everything he did needs to be thrown into reverse, including right, the economic right. policies, which they did. But there is a much bigger picture narrative here that everybody needs to be aware of, mm -hmm. which is that the Democratic Party of today is not your father's or grandfather's Democratic Party. This is a Marxist revolutionary party. And we are literally living through a neo-Marxist revolution where they want to, in Obama's words, fundamentally transform the nation. That's what all of these policies are designed to do. 
Trump mm-hmm. was in there for four years, so he put it all on pause. Remember, he was not supposed to be elected. Eight years of Obama, eight years of Hillary, lock it all in. Trump threw a monkey wrench into all of this. So what you are now seeing is that they are moving with all deliberate speed to make up lost time on this great (laughs) reset here at home. Well, Monica, you know, that's a great summary of what's going on. And, you know, I hear uh, Biden uh, was saying, uh, John Fund, the other day that that were the Marxists, or what term did he use? He called uh, neo-fascists or something like that. And... um, I'm thinking, well, my gosh, he's the one that has massively increased our debt, massively increased our spending, massively increased the power of government. Uh, I was talking to David Sokol in the previous segment about this unconstitutional, uh, you know, uh, grab of power by Biden to assert that he can just forgive people student loans and put that on the back of the taxpayers when the last time I checked the Constitution, it says that the power of the purse is with Congress. So, um, this is a can you imagine if Donald Trump tried to assert this power they'd say oh he's a dictator well remember when joe biden says that the opposition is semi fascistic uh there's a psychological term called projection which means <laughs> yes. that you yes. you describe onto the other side the behavior that right. you yourself are doing yes. uh, it's, that's it's exactly what's happening you're right which is, which is which is marinated throughout the biden administration so, John, um, you wrote a pr- pretty interesting piece in the hotline the other day about this possible idea that the um, that the announcement of the vaccine was intentionally delayed to after the election. And I just find that to be fascinating. We, we may never know the truth about this, but if that's the case, uh, you know, that may be the election scandal of 2020. Well, I've always said that the rigging of the system, the mail-in voting, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. excuse of COVID as a way to change the fundamental method by which people voted and make it very chaotic, the suppression of the Hunter Biden story, and the curious delay in approving the vac- or approving the vaccine, all points to. I mean, the proof of rigging the election is pretty clear. Uh, the media cooperated. Uh, the medical community, the epidemiologists and the public health officials cooperated, and, of course, the uh, health officials and the secretaries of state who changed the election rules because of COVID to make it much more difficult to have an accurate vote count all contributed. Uh, the election was rigged. Yeah. By the way, John, I like what you've said about this. I use your line all the time. I think you said they you've said they stole it fair and square. Right? <laughs> I mean, they changed all the rules so that it was jerry rigged so that Trump you know, could hardly win. Well, actually, they didn't change it fair and square. A lot of these rules were changed at the direction of health uh, directors Ah, who aren't elected by anybody and by governors who didn't consult the legislature. Remember, governors only in emergencies are supposed to issue regulations. uh, And some of their authority was way broader than it should have been. The legislatures, which actually passed the laws, were never consulted. So David Sokol, um, I think one of the themes I really want to drill down uh, with the uh, three of you is something we talked about earlier, which is this whole idea of individual responsibility. And you as someone who's been so successful in your life, you know, was not born with a silver spoon in your mouth. How do we get back to this idea of people responsible for their own lives? And, uh, you know, obviously we believe that um, we want people to get a good education and we want to give people every opportunity they can. 
But I'm just worried that we become such a big socialist state now that somebody, everyone believes someone else is going to take care of them. Well, there, there's that, but there's also an apathy. Well, you know, the, the American people, and one of the things we try to get across in, in our book, uh, American Perspective, is the reason this country has been successful is because it has been a, a uh, build, build yourself up and, and right. you know, chase your dream, create, create. You know, there's a reason why in the last 250 years there's only been one dream. It's the American dream. It's not the China mm-hmm. dream, the Russia dream. It's right. not the Argentinian dream. And that's because because our country was founded on the basis of meritocracy, and then this self healing nature of our of our society as a society of we the people, because of the the checks and balances we have in our constitution that requires consensus to be reached. That's the biggest risk I see in where we are today. I mean, just take this this student loan gift that uh, Biden decided to unilaterally give. Um, you know, A, it's clearly an attempt to just buy votes for this fall, but it also it just smacks in the face of the American people when immediately after him doing this, he has his lawyers out giving giving uh, speeches and discussion that, well, <clears throat> we, we believe it is it is OK for him to do this. And oh, by the way, we don't think anybody will have standing to challenge it. So what they're saying is yeah. that just like when the president stood up. Uh, a couple of weeks ago in Massachusetts and said, you know, about energy policy, he said, well, the Supreme Court turned me down and Congress isn't doing it. So I'm just going to do it myself. That's how this this uh, regime uh, believes its yeah. power uh, exists, that they can just do it. The American people this fall, I'm very concerned that Republicans, conservatives are not going to get out and vote in the numbers that will send the message that this is unacceptable because, frankly, they're going to destroy yeah. the country if we have yeah. much more of this in the future. You know what? You you are so right, David. And this is my fear, too, that these people need to be punished. I mean, punished in terms of losing their jobs. And it's this is a critical midterm election because what what Nancy Pelosi and Chucky Schumer and Joe Biden have done to our country Monica, and as you just said, in 18 months is breathtaking. And so my question for you, Monica, is why, where are the sensible Democrats? Uh, Are they a donut party that doesn't have a middle anymore? Is it just a left-wing party? Because you would think that there would be a lot of Democrats saying, whoa, (laughs) we're doing something horrible to our country with this $4 trillion of spending and the massive increase in the debt. Why, Why aren't we hearing from some of the Democrats just about objecting saying, to this. If I go up past, past there, can I? Uh, was that for me, Steve? That's for you, Monica. Okay, thank okay, you. Well, I'm doing the best. You know, Steve, I, I'm sorry, I'm hearing, I'm hearing all kinds of voices. Um, look, it, it's very clear that there are maybe a handful of centrist Democrats left in the Democratic Party, um, yep. not too many moderates left, and that's because of the last... 20, 25 years or so, all of the energy and activism has been on the radical left left in the Democratic Party. And that includes uh, the activism on the part of the press. But it's certainly true throughout the party. And this is what I mean, that the Democratic Party is a neo-Marxist revolutionary party now. So even the handful of so-called centrist Democrats that might be left, they Mm -hmm. are 
they their votes are constantly whipped either by Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer. There is never any kind of straying from the official party line for fear of being disciplined by their party leadership. Yes. So every once in a while, you might get a Joe Manchin or a Kristen Cinema that might express concerns about X, Y, and Z. But in the end, as we just saw with Manchin and Cinema, they end up voting that way. Yep. They they are completely yep. in lockstep. And again, this yeah. is part of a much bigger operation mm-hmm. by by these leftist despots. I mean, what David is saying is exactly true. We are sliding very fast toward a left-wing despotism if we're not already there. And the fact yeah. that these left-wing radicals have infiltrated every American institution and taken it over, I mean, the idea that, that the leftist radical takeover of the three yeah. most fearsome agencies in the U.S. government, the FBI, DOJ, and IRS, yeah. that that leftist takeover is now almost fully complete. That should scare every American into going into the polls in November and beyond. Yeah. Well, we have to take a quick break. That's Monica Crowley, who you all know from Fox News. Uh, we also have John Fun from National Review and David Sokol, who's the author of a great new book called American Perspective. We'll be right back. And when we come back, I want to talk about uh, – this whole issue of whether Republicans will turn out to turn out those Democrats who've done so much damage to our country. This is uh, the Larry Kudlow show on Red Apple Media. 